Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey parents, for the past couple weeks I have been doing a series about different topics that I end up coaching my clients on that seem like they have nothing to do with parenting. This week I want to talk to you about time management. Time management is another one of those things that sounds kind of separate from parenting, But if it's not becoming clear enough through this series, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And if we can get to the root of these things that have often been long-term challenges for us, we see how that same root is contributing to challenges we face in other areas, including in our parenting. All right, so if you are someone who has always struggled with time and feeling like there's not enough of it, there are two things I want you to consider before we dive in. Number one, how often are you losing quality time with your children because you can't stop thinking about all of the things you have to do? How often are you feeling stressed and irritable with your family because of the overwhelm about your schedule? This is one of the ways that time management ties directly into parenting. When you feel like you have no time, you feel overwhelmed all of the time. And then when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not showing up as the parent you want to be. You're much more reactive and irritable. Number two, when was the last time you felt relief? When was the last time you didn't feel overscheduled? So often, being overscheduled and being stressed about it just becomes our way of being. We grow accustomed to having something to work on next, so we're always on to the next thing. We don't let ourselves slow down enough to appreciate what we've done or that we crossed the finish line. We just keep moving the finish line. As you consider those questions, I want you to also consider what you think is a problem with time management might actually be something completely different. But it's really hard to see what that is when you're believing that you just need to develop your time management skills or get more organized or that you'll feel better once you get this work done or that you just need more willpower to stick to the plan. It's really hard to see what's actually underneath your time challenges if you buy into the belief that you're just not good at managing time, okay? So if the problem isn't what we think it is, if it isn't just that we're bad at organizing ourselves and making good use of our time, what is it? One of the biggest reasons we feel overwhelmed so often and think we have a problem with time management is that we're actually uncomfortable feeling negative emotions. We don't wanna feel rejection. 
so we put off the things that might get us rejected. Or maybe we're afraid of imperfection and the judgment it might bring on us, so we procrastinate to avoid feeling that. Not wanting to sit with uncomfortable emotions doesn't just result in procrastination, though. It also results in buffering. They kind of go hand in hand, but when I'm talking about buffering, I'm talking about those little things that you do to give yourself a break or to comfort the stress. Things like eating extra chocolate or ice cream, over drinking, binge watching Netflix, or even scrolling social media. There's nothing inherently wrong with any of these things, but you've got to be on to yourself. If your default the moment you start feeling stressed is to grab your phone, then you can start to see it as a red flag. You start to notice that you're reaching for your phone over and over, and you can catch yourself and ask yourself why. What am I avoiding in this moment? Why does this feel like a good use of my time? And as you get to know your own buffering habits, you may realize that overscheduling yourself is actually a form of buffering for you. If you have lots of sadness in your past, or you have a tendency towards depression, you may try to keep yourself busy because anxiety and overwhelm are easier emotions to manage than depression or grief or sorrow. So again, it's really about processing negative emotions and not letting them take over your life. This is so important, this ability to process our emotions, and I'm actually going to devote a whole episode to that, so stay tuned. But I want to look at a couple other reasons now why you may be feeling overscheduled and struggling with scarcity of time. So it can actually also be a boundary issue. If you aren't valuing your own time, and you're in the habit of saying yes to the requests or demands others place on you, it definitely feels like there's never enough time. There isn't enough time because you aren't making time for the things that matter to you. You're constantly giving your time away. If this is you, go back and listen to the last two episodes about boundaries and people-pleasing. I think they'll help out a lot. Another reason that your time management problem may not actually be about your ability to manage time is that you feel like you need deadlines and pressure to get anything done. It's what we grew up with in the school system and many of us have developed a deep fear of being lazy. So we create a sense of urgency to motivate ourselves and While we're doing this, we inadvertently put ourselves in a state of constant overwhelm and stress that even the best planning system won't fix because we believe we need the stress to stay on track. And finally, your time management challenges may actually have to do with chronically underestimating how long things will take and trying to power through your to-do list to regain a sense of of normalcy and in doing so inadvertently pushing yourself so hard that you burn out. Every one of these reasons has to do with one of two things. In case you didn't notice, I just want to 
pull it all together so you can see it really clearly. They either have to do with how we think about time and our relationship with time or our willingness to feel and process any emotion, even the uncomfortable ones. And knowing this in itself makes a big difference. But once you know that, what can you do about it now? I've got a few ideas I want to share with you. First, you've got to get honest with yourself about how you're actually spending your time. Are you checking your phone a lot? Snacking? Watching Netflix? Or are you literally busy from the second you wake up until the second you fall asleep? Are you spending a lot of time buffering? Or are you not setting clear boundaries around your time? What comes up for you when you have unexpected, unstructured time? How do you spend it? And what thoughts are coming up for you in each of these situations? Once you think through that and you have some clarity about how you're actually using your time, think about this. Are you giving yourself time to play, to rest, or to simply just sit and process your emotions? What would it look like to make these tasks a priority for you? These are the true measure of self-care. How can you devote more time to them? Finally, no matter what the reason time feels scarce for you, I want you to try this exercise. Indulge yourself in making a to-do list. Write down every single thing you can think of that you need to get done, whether it's for your kids, for work, for yourself. Put everything on there. And once you've got it all down on paper and out of your brain, put a star next to the things that you absolutely have to get done today or tomorrow. This works even better if you do it the day before. So look for your bare minimum, ideally three to five tasks. Then grab a post-it note and write down just those three things. Let that be your focus. Anything else you accomplish is icing. And when you do this, you don't get overwhelmed just by looking at your to-do list. But you don't have to worry that you're forgetting because you know it's all on your master list. Make sure to include some time for yourself too. Another way I like to think about this is making a plan for the bare minimum, right? A lot of us try to plan out like everything we need to do and we try to just push through and keep going. Instead of doing that, I want you to look for the bare minimum that would get you through the day. If you didn't feel good tomorrow, if you felt sick and you couldn't get everything done, what's the bare minimum you'd need to get done to keep moving things forward and focus on that. Deliberately do a little bit less than you're used to doing so you can give yourself a little bit more space and so you can start to see that Even if you don't get everything done, as long as you get the important things done, things progress in a very smooth manner. There's less stress 
there's more flow and you're able to enjoy things more than if you're just trying to muscle through and get it done and never quite getting to the finish line, okay? So this is just kind of a, an overview, right? The reasons that you struggle with time may look a little bit different than what I've pointed out here. It varies from individual to individual because so much of it is about our thinking. Your thoughts about time may be different than what I've mentioned here, but I want you to take the time to really get curious about them and figure out what exactly is driving you and driving the scarcity that you feel around time. What's driving your sense that there's never enough time. I hope that gives you something to think about this week and hope you have a great week. I'll see you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.